This episode of Generally Famous contains strong language. Kia ora aotearoa and welcome to Generally Famous Stuff Podcast. I'm Simon Bridges and every week I talk to a generally famous but always interesting guest about life, love and what makes them tick. Today's guest is one of our greatest New Zealand heavyweight boxers from amateur and Commonwealth medalist to 12 years as a pro, winning an impressive 29 fights, 22 by knockout, and at his peak in the top handful, I reckon, I, I think I'm right to say number six at one point in the world with a heap of titles. Currently, he's a businessman, fitness entrepreneur, celeb, partner, and dad. Welcome, Shane Cameron. Oh, well, after that introduction, was, I can't wait to hear myself speak. <laughs> was it all sort of right? Did I get any of those oh, facts? Mate, nailed, right? it. nailed it. Fantastic. It's it amazing what you can do with Wikipedia. That <laughs> yeah, is awesome. Hey, I, I want to um, understand what it's like being a top boxer, right? So um, 34 fights, professional fights, to say, 29 wins, 22 by KO. Um, from sort of 02 to 2014. Tell me about how you prepped for a top fight, your training, your diet, your sleep. What's it like? And is it, I don't know, is it a three month process, three weeks? How long are you going before you get there? Yeah, yeah, especially for the top fights, it's a 12, 12 week training camp. Yep. Uh, you know, when we st- when you start, you build up, you start with four round fights and then you build up to six round fights and eight round fights and then 10 and 12 round fights, you know, so by the time you get the 12 round fights, so 12 rounder is generally you're fighting for a title. If it's a 10 rounder, then it's still a big fight, but it's not a title on the line. So it has yep. to be 12 rounds for a title to be on the line. So right. in terms of preparation, like, yeah, yeah, you don't have a life. Um, you just, you just zone in, you train, uh, I used to train three times a day for five days a week and then two times for the other two days. So we still got plenty, plenty of training. Um, and the biggest thing why I trained so hard, Simon, was um, that's what built my confidence. That's, you know, that's the mental part of it as well. That's that's, a, that's 95% of it. You yeah. know, like it doesn't matter how he, good your hair looks or how facial muscles look and how big they look. It doesn't mean nothing, <laughs> man. You know, it's, it's what your head is telling you when you're walking yes. to the ring. You know, how And if you felt you're, like you'd had too many hamburgers and you hadn't done enough skipping and – boxing and you know weights and the things that you yep. needed to do you'd go in feeling bad yeah. and unconfident yeah yeah exactly and everything we do in life you need to be confident you know and then especially in boxing because man that guy on the other side of the ring there he wants to take you apart mm. you know and if you haven't and if you're walking to the ring and you haven't done the work <clears throat> how confident are you, you that, know? that's it i mean if you got i don't mean to go here but it's like if you've gone into a boxing match uh, um uh, the ring and um you were confident, you were in peak condition, and it just, I presume there's a lot of times it just doesn't go remotely where you thought, where, how you thought it would go. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like I, I walked to the ring, all of my fights, I've walked to the ring thinking that same thought, he's not going to beat me, he's going to beat me. I've done everything, I've done everything possible, but, but sometimes it's just not your night, you know? And not I, many to be fair and professional, it's only yeah, a handful, yeah. but. Yeah, yeah, but still, but still like, um, yeah, because. You know, all you need is the, the opponents to be equal or the same, had a better camp. And, and it comes down to the timing too because sometimes you can overtrain and then yeah. and, and then it's peaking at the right time. So you train your ass off for 12 weeks and then as long as you don't train too hard because you might might become the 11th week and then you start peaking, you know, but you don't yes. really know until you think, oh, I'm, ready. I'm ready to go now. I'm ready to go now, but it's still a week out and then you still keep training. And then you then you start. By the time the fight comes, you're already down on the. Uh, you're already sort of sort of the drop down. You know you can't dr- train at maximum training for twelve weeks 
or, or um, fourteen weeks. You overdo still it. Yeah, exactly. And and you, and were you serious about what you eat, or didn't it have to be too bad? Or um, I, like I had eighty uh, percent of my fights as a professional at heavyweight, and then I dropped down and I eventually. So what did that mean for you? You had to make sure you were heavier. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so not I didn't need to be heavier, but like I was, I'm not, I'm not naturally a big guy for for the heavyweight division anyway. So, I campaigned most of my fights around sort of a hundred to a hundred and four kilos. Um, but yeah, heavyweight. And what would heavy be in a heavyweight? Uh, yeah, around maybe, maybe, maybe you're averaging around hundred and ten. Yeah, yeah hundred and ten, hundred and twenty. Uh, where I was sort of the smaller guy, but. You know, um, I still had them, some good heat on my punches, so I still managed to put a lot of them over. Uh, and then I dropped down to cruiserweight, which I had to drop 14 kilos to to make that division below. But that's where I got my uh, world title shot. Amazing. And, um, you know, you've mentioned the mental side of it, but, like, um, how much mental prep is going into fight? I mean, I presume you've got a bit of a team around you. And is one of them, like, are they, you know, are they constantly telling you, you know, you're a piece of scum or you're amazing, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're doing well, you know, you, you're going to kill this guy. How? What happens mentally to get you in the zone before you walk into the ring? Oh, the, yeah, I suppose like throughout the camp we watch video analysis. So so we do video analysis on making sure I'm, I'm doing the things that I'm meant to be doing just by filming our training sessions and reviewing it and seeing how I'm going with sparring. Because sparring, we do a lot of sparring before the fight, you know, do like 100 to 120 rounds of sparring, and that's just like a fight every day, you know, so your body takes a bit of a battering, you know, um, but at the same time, you got to do your video on your opponent just to make sure that you you execute a fight plan. Um, yeah, and in terms of confidence, man, like we didn't really have anyone around us, but it was just, I just knew that I needed to be fit and I needed to tick the right boxes for me to right. be confident come fight night. Right, and you you just mentioned something else I was going to ask you, which is, you know, that terms of, you, you so you did have a fight plan or a strategy, yeah. and what I'm just trying to work out, is that kind of like, how complicated is that? Is that kind of like, you know what, um, if I block more and punch more, um, than the other guy I'm going to win? Or is it kind of yeah, much more detailed than that? Yeah, yeah give me a sense yeah, of that. Yeah, so it's more, so I'm a, if I'm a, I might be finding someone that's sort of like 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, and he's yeah. got a really good jab, you know, and I'm sort of 6'2", and I'm a shorter, shorter, shorter stature, uh, shorter arms. So then I need to try and, try and take his jab away from him. And that, that'd be like by controlling my range or making sure if I'm in the firing zone, I'm moving my head or catching his punches. So if I'm not moving my head or catching his punches, they're going to they're land right out of my face. You know, so it's about controlling that range. So take away his jab. That's his best asset. So if I can take away his best asset, which is his jab, then I'm going to do all right in that fight. You know what I mean? But if yep. I can't control my range and I'm catching his jabs and I'm just eating leather, it's not going to be a good night at the <laughs> office for me. <laughs> and that's, so that's exactly – so it really – your game plan, your strategy depends on the type of guy – you're up against. If he's a short, stout, powerful guy, that's quite different than a taller, lean guy, and you will you will quite significantly change the way you box him. Yep, yep, yeah. What well, do you do with a short, muscly guy? A uh, shorter guy. I mean, I'm thinking I'm going to get to him, but Tyson. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously a bloody animal yeah, in the yeah. ring, and and uh, yeah. <laughs> well, with you or him, it would be I'd last about one second, but <laughs> but um. Well, yeah, what a guy of that sort of stature? What are you doing? Someone of that sort of stature who comes forward and he's really aggressive. Uh, and I, you know, I spent three weeks sparring Mike, so I know exactly mm. what he's like. And 
Um, so you you got you got to have a good defense, and then when when he gets because he he wants to pressure you, he just wants to bully you, bully you. So yeah. so eventually he'll get you on the ropes, and then what are you going to do? Then you need to have a good defense, or you need to be able to lock lock block block, and then counter back on him, or get off the ropes, you know, or be good in the close range of fighting. You know, there's there's no like tit 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 on the outside because he wants to try and close that range, and then. Beat the hell out of you. Yeah, I, I love my. I'm not just saying this because I'm sitting next to you and we're talking boxing. My favorite quote in the universe if it applies to you know obviously do a bit of business, a bit of politics or sport is a Mike Tyson quote. Everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face, <laughs> right? And by yeah. Mike, I'm sure that's uh, that's true. What um what so you yeah you met him, you trained with him. Yeah. What was he like? Yeah, he was he was he was a good dude. It was a good, interesting dude. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, he's all or nothing. You either like you or he doesn't, you know. So obviously uh, he liked you? Yeah, I, I think so because uh, w- when I sparred with him and then probably, well, it didn't last a day. You were obviously, you know, you yeah, there for a while. Yeah. And sort of camped with him, were you? Uh, we trained We trained together. We, we yep. weren't in the same camp. I don't know right. where he stayed, but we stayed somewhere else. Um, so so uh, yeah, I trained with him every day for about two and a half weeks and then <laughs> – Six years later, I was in Las Vegas uh, with a mate, and uh, we were drinking in a bar, <clears throat> and then we met this um, uh, this guy, and then he looks at me, he goes, oh, you look like a bit of an athlete. What do you do? I said, oh, boxing. He goes, boxing? My boy's Mike Tyson. I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I'm sure he is. <laughs> and I said, oh, yeah, I sparred Mike in Phoenix, Arizona back in 2005. He goes, did you really? Did you really spar my boy, Mike? I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. And then he goes, oh, I'll give him a ring. I'll give him a ring. And then he comes up on his phone, Mike Tyson, ringing no answer. Ringing again, no answer. I think, oh, I don't know how genuine this dude is. So anyway, about three hours later, I thought, oh. <laughs> it was a good story, though, if he was BSing you because he uh, had his name in the phone. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So it's his dad? No, 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 no. Just a mate. Just a, just a mate. So then uh, I went to go and leave the bar with my mate, and then I and he goes, hey, I'll give you Mike's number. I think, who gives out Mike Tyson's number? <laughs> so I didn't have my phone, but my mate had this phone, and he and I said, oh, I'll put this you know number in your phone. And then I, I, so I was thinking, oh. I'm not going to text him. Hey, man, you remember me, the white guy that came down from New Zealand to spar you in 2005? I just said, oh, hey, Mike, it's Shane Cameron. I'm in, in town for a couple of days. It'd be cool to catch up. And then he texts my mate's phone. I uh, rings my rings my mate's phone in the morning. I'm in his room. Oh, sorry, I'm in my room. He's in his room. And he's like, it's, it's Shane there, man. It's Shane there. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, you know, he's in his room. Who's this? He goes, it's Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Then he went straight into, what the fuck happened with that Danny Green might fight, man? He should knock that motherfucker out. <laughs> So, so he must have been watching my career, following my career. And when I had my world title fight against Danny Green, he's watching it and he's just like, what the fuck am then? He should have knocked the motherfucker out. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. There's, so, so, there's a number of things about that. Number one, you have got his voice down well. It's like, <laughs> talk about the most sort of inconsistent voice to sort of body in the universe, right? It's amazing how these guys, you look at him, he should be talking like this, uh, man. You know, he's got this high-pitched voice. Yeah. So was, what, was he, from your perception, was he sort of a... Like, is he a friendlyish guy or is he a staunch guy? Yeah, or yeah. no, no, friendly dude. Like, so even when an, um, my mate rang me, he goes, man, you need to come up and ring Mike. Mike said to ring him. So I went up to the r- room and I rang his phone. The first thing he says, he goes, how you doing, Shane? You all right, man? <laughs> and I said, I'm all right, Mike. How you doing, brother? Good, good, good. Like, And then he went straight into, what the fuck happened with that Danny Green fight, man? You shouldn't have. You know, because, you know, he didn't. Do you, I, and that was the other thing I was going to say to you is, who, in your view was the greatest or is the greatest boxer of all time? Oh, in my, uh, probably, there's probably two guys, but if we're going to pick out of those two would be Evander Holyfield. Yeah, mate. Evander Holyfield in my, in my eyes. Why? Um, 
Oh, just because I was a big fan of him because he's a similar stature to me. Um, and he was sort of, you're just slight, you're a bit slightly younger than me. He was sort of our guy when we were growing up, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. yeah. He was around yeah. the, the Mike Tyson area where he, you know, Mike Tyson's this infamous bully, but he got bullied by, by Evander Holyfield. And Evander Holyfield become five-time heavyweight world champion, undisputed cruiserweight world champion. So, yeah. An ultimate athlete. A absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the other guy would be Lennox Lewis. Like, they just, they yep. just, they just guys that are just like, man, if, you know, I don't know, really worry about fighting anyone, but like, yeah. Yeah, now looking at them, I said, Lance Lewis would probably be the one that I wouldn't like to step in the ring with. Because they're a cut above. They're just there, it's a cut above, a cut above, you know, even like look at Lennox Lewis, he, um, uh, the guys that he lost to out of his three losses, he'd come back and knock them out anyway. You, know? you, you didn't mention there, I mean, the one that's, you know, isn't he reputed to be, I'm not, I'm a boxing expert, mm. but, but like you, I suspect not in the same way, but you know, I remember there were good times with my dad, we watched those heavyweight fights on TV yeah. and uh, all of those one, the ones you, 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 you're referring to, but you didn't mention Muhammad Ali. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and I suppose you didn't be, you know, I think some would say Tyson. Yeah, potentially. Yep, Tyson, but like yeah, he got, he got he got he got done twice by Vander Holyfield. Yeah. Yes. That's just my personal opinion, yep. you know. So if you talk about the 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 the, the era today, like uh, Tyson Fury, you know, yep. the Gypsy King, you know, yep. like he's. Have you watched that reality show? Is it like a oh, yeah, TV yeah, show yeah, or yeah. Netflix or something with yeah, him? Yeah, I actually haven't seen it, so yeah. this is a tear. But but my wife said he's, it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I haven't seen the whole thing, but I've watched, there's a few series on there. He's interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting cat. Interesting yeah. Um, yeah. Have you met any of these, these or other big timers? I, I just because I imagine it's sort of at one level, it's like all these things. It's a big world we live in, but at the top of boxing, and you got pretty high up. Um, you you would be sort of rubbing shoulders with them at a level, would you? Mm. Or were they different generation? Or yeah. Um, yeah, like like uh, Tyson was probably the the biggest guy that I rubbed shoulders with, you know. Yep. Um, and and Tua, I put Tua in in that realm too. Yes. Like he's a, he's an absolute beast, you know. Like yep. even though we how back, heavy was he at his prime? Um, what did he, he go into the ring at? Probably one twelve to one fifteen. Yeah, you know, one twelve to one fifteen. <laughs> five foot nine. Tyson's about five eleven. So um, yeah, yeah, you know, just just a beast. You know, just an absolute beast, you know, like one guy that's just very unfortunate to not become world champion, you know. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Would that be your least favourite fight? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because because what? I presume you went in confident? Every time. Yeah, went in confident and, and like, I don't know, it was a different, it was a different, like, that fight there, man, just just got just got caught, man. But, but to a, yeah. I don't know. Like I've had two major um, fights where uh, one was my first amateur fight, um, ninety-two fights ago, and then uh, then my fight at the Commonwealth Games. Where I was so nervous. I never experienced nerves like it. I don't know what. I just like I don't. I've done all the training, oh, done everything. I was just. I just didn't know how to. I was like, oh my god. So you know, I went out there. My first fight, I, I, I won, and then the second time I had major nerves was was at the Commonwealth Games at the semi-finals, <clears throat> and. Um, they just beat me. The nerves beat me. And then I fight Tua <clears throat> many, many fights later for one of the biggest fights of my career. And I wasn't even nervous. I'm in the change room morning and wandering around. I think, oh, I'm not, I'm not even nervous. I think, oh, this feels quite good. But like, <laughs> but, but, but it was just like, you know, um, when you're not nervous, you're not, you're not sharp. There can be a problem in itself. Big yeah. problem, big yeah. problem. Like everything is, everything is slow. 
But when you're nervous, everything is sharp. You're like, you're and sharp a, and you're... Was there something there where just, you know, you went in with a game plan and it didn't... Because my sense, I, I watched it a week or two back. I mean, he again, I can remember it, you know, fight mm. of the century and mm. Hamilton there. But yeah. um, he dominated you. I, don't, I hesitate saying oh, that with a guy away. with muscles like yeah. yours who's not yeah. too far from me. Yeah. But yeah. he dominated you and it was second round, wasn't it? And, and, oh, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm You were lucky I'm to survive the, like, yeah, yeah. the first no, round. No, you, you were probably technical, technical KO'd in the first one. So what went wrong there? Was it just your, your, your game plan didn't? was quickly thrown off and it was and he was on you or oh he just caught me he just caught me because i threw a right hand i threw a right hand and then as i brought it back he just jumped in and threw his famous left hook and that was it i don't really know what had happened until i watched the replay the next day you know so it was just you know it's just one of those one of those one of those things in boxing where one punch can just change the whole fight yeah and then like i did like and i've he did it to me and i've done it to me too and i've done it to monty barrett the monty barrett the guy that 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 dropped David put him on the canvas for the first time in his career and then beat David, you know, and then I got that rematch. So not a rematch. And then I got to fight Monty Barrett after that. Everyone thinking, who the hell, the hell how can you beat Monty Barrett when you, the man, you, you, you try and beat the man. Sorry, you. Yeah. He, he beat the guy yeah, yeah. that beat you. That beat me. Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, so it was one of my easiest fights and just the timing was good on me. I just, everything yes. was, everything was peaking on the right yes. night and I put him to sleep in round four, you know, and he was out. So, and and that was one just can just take one punch. And and the thing about punch. the and the thing about the tour man is, um, you know, you, you on your way up when he was probably bigger, you could, were continually Massive. sort of yeah. sledging him in terms of you know let's, let's fight. Are you scared of me? Kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. But my sense is I might have this wrong, but my sense is when you actually you two did fight, you were actually um really on the way up. And and I suppose the question is, did you need the fight? In hindsight, it would have been better not to have had it because you were on your way to a title shot at yeah, that point, weren't yeah. you? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, Too late now, could, but... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but but at the same time, there's a story around that because when I called him out, I called him out in the Christchurch, I, I was building my career. No one really knew who I was. I'm trying to stamp my authority. I call it David Tour. Didn't know whether the fight would happen, but it's just I, wanted, I needed him more than he needed me. He didn't need me. He's like, no. who are you, Shane? You need to prove yourself, man. Yes. You need to prove yourself. So I proved myself. I kept going, and then become ranked number number six heavyweight in the world. Yes, which is an awesome achievement. And I then, mean, you know. Yeah, thank you. And then on the Sunday paper, he's calling the, the roles are reversed. He's calling me out. He, I didn't need him. Like what you just said. <laughs> I didn't, and I'm thinking, oh, I don't really need this fight now. You know, um, but he needed me more than I needed him, you know, because yes. I was close to fighting for heavyweight world title. Yes. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, no, but I'm a man of my word. I'll, I'll you know. you do it. Yeah, and I still, still, still thought I'd win, you yes. know, and how wrong was I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and just on that, I mean, there are a couple of general questions, but they're very relevant to that fight. How do you, I mean, I have no comprehension, mate. I was born a wimp, okay? I'm not I'm not too proud to tell you that. <laughs> Um, the, the the fights I've been in at high school didn't go well for me. You can read about that in my book. But um, how do you? That's, that's a, you're taking a lot of pain. Mm. I mean these are, these are, these are punches. My senses that you know they would knock me out with one, and you're taking you know dozens of them um, uh, in in a, in a round, let alone over the the, the twelve um, the twelve of them. So what what? Is is there any secret to that, or do you just you're just building up with your sparring yeah. and you don't think about it? Nah, no, nah, you don't think about it. You, you, and it's not like um, 
someone grabbing my skin and pinching it with their, with their that would hurt more than getting punched <laughs> in the face, honestly. Like, and because as a boxer, you get used to getting punched in the face. Yeah, like, you're hurt. conditioned. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, like sometimes it's, some punches are harder than others, and like, oh, I don't want to get caught with too many of those. Ridiculous question, but how would you go right now going into that, do you think? Because I presume you're, I mean, I know you're still, we're going to talk about it. You've got a boxing gym. Yeah. You know, it's a big part of your life and you're mm. probably training a lot of people and all that. But are you, um, would you be conditioned for, for a, not not, a, not necessarily, you know, world heavyweight, I appreciate that, but yeah. would you be conditioned for a reasonably serious fight right now? No, no way. No way. I'd probably last maybe one or two rounds. Yeah. You know, um, just because. Yeah, I might, I might look alright, but um, but uh, my lungs can't keep up. I don't do any boxing. That, that you know? fitness, yeah, that I'll level have, of oh, fitness, yeah, the yeah. conditioning, have, and that. And technically, I presume you slow down a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah but my knowledge is is, is, is there uh, massive, massive more, like probably twice than what I when I was fighting. Yes, you know, because I've been coaching. I've designed a, you know, an accredited boxing course where I coach personal trainers throughout the country. Um, so I, I, I've understood a lot more of the science of the sport, you know, and I've, and I, and I can do things I wish that I did when I was, uh, coming through the ranks, but yep. then I don't have the hunger either, Simon. I don't no. have the hunger, man. Like you need that hunger where like you do whatever it takes and, uh, Well, you needed it more then. You, you need that kill factor. Yeah, of course. You're in the, yeah. you're, you're in the kill sport, you yeah. know? So if you don't kill, you're going to be killed yourself, yeah. you know? So I don't have that no more, you know? So it's just, um. Yeah, I yeah. know how interesting. It's 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 not. It's a bit like riding a bike, but it's a bit like I I yeah I, I, yeah. I can't anymore. Right, yeah. don't get me wrong, because I've already told I'm a wimp. There's fifty things I'm used to. That. I was quite a good drummer. Yeah, right. Played yeah. the drums well. Yeah. I still I still know it. I've yeah. still got good head knowledge, yeah. but it's just it's almost the same. The conditioning and the speed and so on is just yeah. not there yeah. anymore, right? Yeah. So, uh, but not that I was, you know, you were a heavyweight, but they're very different. <laughs> I was not a heavyweight of drumming. Yeah. yeah. Um. One other two question I should have asked you. Um. The other thing that was interesting, the and look, it's a bit of a well-worn track. You've been asked this sort of stuff a bit, but, but I think it's just worth getting on the record and interesting. I mean, you guys. Um. There was that, as you say, you know, you wanting him to fight, da 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 da, and and but it sort of became personal. Yeah. But my senses, and so you know, there was I don't know if bad blood is too far, bad blood. But now, like you're reconciled. I mean, is this a guy you've kind of have you seen him in the last year or anything like that, or not yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, sort of, sort of catch up, um, not that often, but um, <clears throat> yeah, interesting. So it would have been seven years after the fight, the fight of the century. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the lawns one time, and I was like, "Man, I wouldn't mind inviting David around just to just to bring him around and just say, man, just just sorry for some of the things that I I, I said, <laughs> you know. I know this is, this is a fight game, and <clears throat> and it happens, and I just wanted to catch up with him, you know. So he come around him and his wife, and and we we got on, we got we got on the piss in my garage, and we're drinking tequilas, and we're <laughs> having a good laugh, and then he goes, "You know what, Shane? What I was worrying about with you?" He goes, "Your body shots, your body shots." I go, well, "Fuck! You didn't let me throw one." <laughs> Yeah, he just caught me, but um, you know, but anyway, just outside of that, it was just, yeah, no, different, different times, man. Yeah, you because know? I presume the thing is right. It's a bit like uh, I don't know, two, two, you know, two, two, two people in any kind of specialized game. You got a lot in common. Yeah, yeah. You're two Kiwis. Yeah. Who went near the top of boxing? Yeah. And as yeah. you say, you know, it, luck and fate and things play a role in it. He was at some levels, he was unlucky because he. He was worth a, a winning title fight on the yeah. right day, the yeah. right context. Oh, 100 percent, hundred percent. A lot of that comes down to like the timing, and and yeah, I don't know why he never got another world title shot, but that's that's beyond me. How um, I'm about to finish all of the technical questions about boxing, and mm. you know, but 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 one other thing I was just interested in is how, 
how how long it would recuperating, how long it would take you physically, and I suppose emotionally to get over a fight. Yeah. And I suppose it was different if you won or lost. But yeah. but like, was it you know yeah. you're battered and bruised and you had to go easy for a few weeks or what? Yeah. Uh, well, my first. If I think about my first loss, you know, you're talking there. For my first loss, I was 19 fights, 19 wins, 18 by knockout, and I lost to a guy by Friday Ohananya. And I got cut to bits, you know, like I got cut over both eyes, got cut up the middle, and then I cut cut underneath here. I suffered my first defeat in the twelfth round, so I couldn't see for like maybe ten days. So the sunny's on, I could just see just that was just like limbs, you know. And then I had an operation. <clears throat> so, so so in terms of healing, um, uh, yeah, yeah, it can take. That, that's just physical stuff. That's I don't care about that. But it's more the more the more the more the um the mental side and and. Yeah, the, the how you get how you got to pick yourself back up, you know, and and believe in yourself, and and then come back, and then get back on the horse, and then and have the confidence to go back into another fight, you know. So, yeah, just the any walk. tricks on that, or just it's just time, and you just got to keep telling yourself that you're um you're the man, you know, you're gonna be good. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Say so after that one, it was just like I knew a big. Big reason why I lost that fight was because of the cuts. You know, I just got cut to bits, and the blood was going through my eyes. I could hardly see, you know. Yes. So just one of those nights. To can't, yeah, anyway, um, and with David, man, he just got he just caught me. I knew I'm a better fighter. I know I'm a better fighter that 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 that, that, that stepped in the ring that night. So that gave me the confidence to keep going, and then eventually, but but you need goals. So I've always been goal driven, and my goal was to fight for a world title, you know. And I eventually got that. Um, okay, fighting Danny Green, you know, and that was um. My, my ultimate goal, and I was sort of, I should have really retired after that because, yeah, the career didn't go that good after that anyway. So, but, you know, just... if you take the tour, man, you um, you won what is it, six in a row after that, and then yeah, and you you know, but so it's um, no, fair play to you, fantastic. And um, actually, I've got another question. I don't mean to be overly serious about oh, it, but it's the sort of thing I think about when I think about boxing. And if I was sitting here with my uh. Naughty, actually, they've just got in trouble. My two boys who are nine eleven, they to the boxing they, club. Well, they play tennis, all right. So you know that's and uh, but but um, they, you know, I think about them and I think about boxing, um, and especially in the heavyweight division, which one level is you know pinnacle of 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 sports. But you know, dementia, Parkinson's. I think of Muhammad Ali. Um, yeah. You're talking to me. You're smart. You're alert. You're, you know, um, but but is it worth it? Have, have any of these things been a worry for you? Uh, yeah, not a major worry. Like when you're in the sport of boxing, it's like man, it's, it was a sport that I loved, you know, and it's a sport that gave me opportunities. If I hadn't got into boxing, I definitely wouldn't be sitting here talking to you, Simon. No. I, I, I'd probably go back into farming. Yeah, that's where I, that's where it all started for yep. me. And then I found boxing. I'm like, oh, I love this, I love this sport. Um, and it just really got me focused. It went from drinking five, six nights a week when I was in England. Yep. You know, fighting on the weekends, didn't even know how to fight. It was like a juicy pulling competition, but it was just like, you know, uh, boxing sort of got me on the straight and narrow and man, just gave me some good, you know, I've always been driven. I've always had work ethic, um, yep. always had determination. You put those together and you can be a great businessman. You can be a great entrepreneur. And for me, it was, it was give me, give me great steed to become a, a great athlete. And probably just on that, you know, if, if, if you if you hadn't gone the boxing route, um, yeah. you'd be farming in um, the East Coast or something. Gisborne, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Um, the state of boxing now in New Zealand. How do you feel about it? You, you're still close to it with with what you do. Is it is it as good as it's ever been? Better, worse? What it, what where is it at? Uh yeah, that's a good question. I don't know whether it's better or worse. I think it's 
Yeah, it's pretty good. Actually, it's probably better than it has been for a long time. Yeah, it's a good point because normally you know, there was David and I around that same for the era, but now you got Parker and you got Nae, David Naika and and there's a few other boys, uh, Andre McCallum. And there's 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 some there's some good good fighters, and it just comes down to there's a lot of good fighters in this country. And same with around the world, but it's the biggest thing is for them to get the right person, connect them with the right manager that has like, um, say you get connected with Dean Lonergan, someone that, that, that's in the realm, uh, they have money, they can back the fighter. Excuse the, the pun, but we probably punch above our, above our weight. Yeah. We've actually got quite pretty strong uh, pedigree in uh, in uh, in boxing. In boxing, yeah. In, yeah, in a global a sense country, for, a, yeah. for 5 million people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and globally, um, do you, do you still follow it much? I mean, I must admit, maybe it's just because I've become – I don't know, fat and middle aged, but it's not like <laughs> when I was young, when we were sitting down and watching Holyfield and mm, um, yeah. who's our main man with the um, the deep fryer or whatever. Oh, it is. George Foreman. George Foreman, <laughs> and you know there's some I'm awesome. Yeah, you yeah, know exactly. there's some amazing. I, I'm not sort of in there. I don't see so much of that. Um, but maybe that's just me. What's what do you think well, it's like in the world at the moment? Is yeah, it well, well, still a big time serious sport that's got massive global reach or or is it oh it's got more it's got more reach now you look at the thing about social media you know like you when you're talking about these fights watching them firstly you wouldn't be you don't pay for them no they were free to air you yeah. know so that everyone watched them yeah. you know because it was free but now yeah. nothing's free you know no. so it's, it's it's massive now like when i was boxing there was no facebook or instagram you know there was facebook anyway maybe towards the end but like i never focused on it to like try and build a career or or try and get followers and that didn't care you know but now it's a different setup now hey you know yeah. totally different world Today on Newsable, are the Waz in trouble? What the Warriors need to do to get back on track after a month without any wins. Plus, the story of the Canterbury cocaine cartel and introducing the most boring man in the world. How do you need a cure to sleeplessness? For everything that's worth talking about, find and follow Newsable wherever you get your podcasts. Thing about Parkin, taking nothing away from him, right? Yeah. But there'll be a few Parkers. Yeah. But he's the guy in the spot who's got the right people around oh, him 100%. And, and, and so yep. on, right? Yeah. And then I think about boxing globally, it's got to be like that too, right? It's yep. true in most yes. big yes. sports, you know? Oh. You, you could be a cool kid from a great boxer with the best talent from, um, you know, some part of Africa or Eastern Europe, but you're not going to be in the zone the way you would if you were a, a young kid and um, – in Miami or something. I made yeah. that up, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just getting the opportunity. A lot of these young fighters and young athletes, man, it's just being spotted. You know, it's the same with rugby and all those sports. It's like some, some, I'm oh, probably a little bit different. I don't know. I can't compare. But, but boxing, it's like if someone gets spotted, you know, uh, like Parker and, and then Tua, you know, got spotted, then, then someone can back them, you know, and then take them along because it, money talks. Money talks in terms of um, having the right backer, then they have the right connections with other big promoters globally. Um, so for me, I had, I had uh, Cullen Investments, which which owned the Warriors, you know. Amazing. So they they had big big pockets, and they bought in my opponents from overseas, and that's where I got my ranking through the roof. But I had to win fights. So um, yeah, so that, that I understand that's that's a big part of it. So if you can be picked up by someone with some with some dollars, yeah, it makes a big difference. Um, yeah. and, and the other thing, I'm a, you know. And again, I'm I'm not the right guy, right? But uh, you know, there's so many other contact 
codes or sports these days, you know, the various kickboxing styles yeah, oh, around yeah. the world. How do you think about all of that stuff? If you had your time again, if you were doing it now, would you be in one of those as opposed to, you know, the old Queensbury rules boxing that's, or, or, or would it still be good old fashioned boxing? Yeah, yeah. No, I'd still stick with still stick with boxing. Um, but, you know, like I started late. I had the first, my first uh, amateur fight when I was 20 years of age, you know. Um, you know, could have been different if I was starting younger, but would I change anything? Nah, I wouldn't change anything, mate. Yeah, I wouldn't oh. change anything. I'm happy with, 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 with how, it's all, how it's all panned out. But, Fantastic. You know. And we're pouring a bit of water here because it's thirsty work, this um, <laughs> talking about all this physical activity. <laughs> I've got a few quick fires for you. Um, your favourite career fight? Favorite career? Oh, I've definitely fighting Monty Barrett, knocking him out in round four. Fantastic. Um, least favorite probably was the two one. We uh, yeah, hundred um, percent. I'm still getting over that one today. But one thing I do know is um, David was a better man that night, hundred percent. Yeah, sadly it happens, doesn't it? I mean, best boxer we've talked about your your um. Well, I could probably answer this one too. Your favorite boxer then would be um uh, Holyfield. Holyfield. Yeah. Um, what about in New Zealand, other than yourself? <laughs> Um, if uh, you're sitting there saying, you know, you, oh, I'm still even though I fought David, I'm massive fan him. of him. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Um, venues is there a particular place to to box that you say um, either locally or around the world that's the place? Yeah, and either you fought there or you wish you had. Yeah, I fought in a place when I as an amateur, you're called Bethnal Green, so that's probably a really infamous, famous um, boxing arena. Where's that again? I should know. I'm embarrassed to ask you. Where's that? Uh, London. London, yeah, yeah, yeah. London, yeah. you're called Bethnal Green, sorry, yeah, you like London, yeah. Amazing. Oh, fantastic. Um, I'll have to go. Do they do regular bouts there? Yeah, they do. If I just smaller shows, London smaller shows, but like, I'll probably see something. Yeah, yeah, yeah potentially, yeah. Um, and, and I'm just looking at you, I mean, you, you, you're still bloody fit, mate, and I see the, um, the guns and the tats. I mean, they're Māori designs. Um, I don't think it's politically correct to say part Māori either, but I'm part Māori, you're part Māori. Yeah. Um, what, what, what are the, the, the tats of Maori? What, what what do they mean to you? Are they sort of something, or were they yeah. just cool designs that you saw and you went with? Or no, they were they were gifted to me from uh, from our komat or from back home. I'm, I'm I fuck up back to Rungomai Wahini um, mm. and Mahia. So um, yeah, now I've actually got seven stingrays tattooed on me, which are the guardians that guard the waters out of Mahia. So I'm the only one that's been gifted the these this tamoko. So um, yeah, very proud to carry it. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, not just something that I just seen. Um, Amazing. Not like, yeah. Anyway, there's another story. But anyway, no. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna name someone else. Oh, I know. I just, I've got it. a Mike story. I got a Mike Tyson story when he's when he's talking about. Oh, because he's got one, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But I tell you, so so we were down there sparring, and we were, we weren't sparring. We we're talking. I said, like, the tattoo on your head. Like, like, where'd you get that from? He goes, it's like a married design. You know what I mean? It's from the Warriors and you know, New Zealand, the 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 Warriors of the Murray Warriors. And then then he started getting a little bit flustered. He goes, ah, oh, fuck, I don't know, man. I just seen it in a magazine and I got it. I don't give a shit, man. It's my prerogative. <laughs> And I was like, oh, shit, what's prerogative mean? Yeah, shit, is that right? I thought you were going to tell me he saw yours and he's like, I need one of those. <laughs> nah. Yeah, it's like, um, that, that just reminds me of, um, what's that movie, Hangover? Hangover, Hangover yeah. you know? It's all going well till you wake up in Bangkok with like a tattoo <laughs> over your face. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, he was in, what is it, Hangover 2, was he, with the yeah. Tigers yeah, and yeah, so on? Yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. No, they, they, were, they were some of the best movies of their time. But anyway, that's got nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, um, and, does, and, 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 you know, being Māori, does that mean much to you? Or it is does. It a, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. through your mother? Yeah, it's through my mum. Yeah, I don't want my wahini. So, so I'm, I'm, doing, I'm on a bit of a real journey at the moment. 
you know, I'm very proud of our heritage and, and uh, I want to pick up the real, so I'm fluent. Um, How would you say it is at the moment on a scale of one to ten? Are you a... Oh, probably you, one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I do, I do nine classes I've done for the last um, 12, 14 weeks. Amazing. So um, I'm slow learning, but I'm... I'm when I got my mind set on something, I'll, on, yeah. I'll do it. My my daughter goes to Kuangareo, so she Fantastic. speaks Māori, and my partner's she speaks Māori, so I'm just the only one that doesn't. Karawe, there you yeah, go. That's uh, about that's the, yeah. Aye, aye. That's about um. That's about fifty words that I've got. So I'm <laughs> just just disclosing. I've, if you're one, I'm probably about 0.75. Yeah. I've tried quite hard in the past, yeah. but it's um yeah. it's a bit of an effort, isn't it? Your story. I mean, you mentioned you grew up in um. Yeah, I've never. I think that's somewhere I've never been. I no. thought I'd been everywhere yeah. as a politician in this yeah. country. Yeah. Um. What was your childhood like? Was it? Was it a good one? Or yeah. No, no, mate. I was like, um. Yeah, we were brought up in a place called Tiniroto, which is basically a pub. Tiniroto consists of a pub and a school. Um. And main amenities, right? So we had thirty-five kids in the whole school at that time. Uh, it's still going. The kids. I think we have got about seven kids in the school now. It's it's decreased a lot. But great community. Like I said, from a from a from a young boy growing up, all I wanted to do was to be a shepherd. You know, and then turning point in my life, and that's how. Because was going. your dad a farmer? Nah, nah, right. nah, nah. We weren't fortunate enough to have a yep. have a farm. You know, we mum and dad still live there. Yep. Uh, great, great place. Um. But yeah, yeah, nah. Oh, I loved it. Love the place, love the community, love the love love the farming industry. I worked on three big shipping cattle stations before I before I went off to England for my OE, but never come back. Fantastic, and 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 you know you um, I think I'm right. I saw somewhere you left school at 13, so yeah, yeah. you know and but was sport a big thing for you or no, not necessarily or no, nah, not no, nah, not necessarily. It wasn't big on the sport, but I, um, schooling wasn't for me, so my only option was to to. For sport, but but not at any great level. Uh, just played club level for rugby. Uh, he wasn't until I went to England. Oh, is that right? I was going to ask yeah. you, how did you get into the boxing? Yeah, man? so turning point, uh, you know, because I was farming and I never thought I'd do anything else. And then one of my dogs died, and, and then another one nearly died, and they eating some rat poison. And if that hadn't happened, uh, I definitely wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. It'd be, it'd be, um, you know, it was a turning point for me. I think oh, I might go to England. I could still do my work, but I, thought I might go to England for for my OE for six months and then I'll just check out and see what it's like and then I'll come back and carry on farming because that's all I knew. And I go to farming, sorry, go to England and having a good time over there and a major turning point there, watching some boxing on TV, inspired by my grandfather. My grandfather used to box out of Wellington in the late 1920s. I was always inspired by listening to his boxing stories. I thought, man, I'd love to give that sport a go. And that turning point, watching boxing on TV in England, I'm going, I want to give that sport a go. And then my world just changed, you know, went from drinking five, six nights a week because did you find quite quickly you were really good at it, or was it more of a um, uh, a longer journey to kind of you know? No, it happened really fast, man. Like honestly, you got like, in the ring and you yeah. were beating people. Yeah, yeah. So my first, I trained for my first for first, for three months and had my very first fight the week of my twentieth birthday, and then a year and a half later, I was ranked number three in England. Not long after that, I won a national title, and it all happened real fast. And then another two more years after that, I, I won a bronze medal for New Zealand at the Commonwealth Games and turned pro and. And away you go. Amazing. You know. And, and you know, I I want to talk to you about life after boxing because mm. that's pretty interesting. And I think it's always fascinating to hear from people, you know, who've done something at a high level. And it, but then it's like, what the hell do you do, right? And mm. and, and you, yeah, you've done well at it. But mm, um, do you have anything in your boxing career, you look back at it all, and we've talked highlights and so on and lowlights, but you got any regrets or would you do it the same, basically? No, nah, no, nah, no. Nah, you know, people have asked me that, but I, I, I wouldn't change anything. Like, 
different time, different era. Uh, yeah, and I say, I oh, mean, I wish I'd have started younger. You know, if I'd have started like at sort of 15, 16. But then, yeah, anyway, that, that would have been given me another good five, six years in my, in my yeah. yeah. Yep. And no. I've, yeah, and probably another thing, I, I just wish I didn't break my hand because they just, <laughs> they just, they just, yeah, set me on. And you fought with broken hands, right? Yeah. Broken, yep. it was one of the ones, was it um, Green or who was it? One of them? Uh, yeah, it was a couple of fights. No, it was, it was another one. It was a heavyweight fight when I first broke it, you know, so just, yeah, injuries, because injuries can just set you back, eh? You break, so I broke it seven times, so then it's 14 operations, so, you, so it's recovery. Other broken bones? Sorry? Other no, broken bones? No. Just the hand? Yeah, just the hand. Same hand every time? Same hand every time. Yeah. Well, Same that's hand. the problem, is it? Yeah. Once you've got one yeah. seven once. Once it happened once, it just offsets all the knuckles. And then, you know, when you've got some heat on your punches and then it lands, it just, yeah. <clears throat> it's, yeah. So yeah. then all of a sudden it's like, uh, yeah, probably probably reduced probably 10 fights of me. And, you know, sort yes. of, you know just because you've got to recover and then, then missing out on fights. And But anyway, it's... Yeah, well, I Here suppose we no Here point having regrets. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, today you're a businessman and entrepreneur, and you know, the thing about boxing, it's a, it's a, it's a crazy career, really, because you know, there's these big money. I think the, uh, you know, the the so-called fight of the century, you got half a million bucks for losing. Have I yeah. got that right? Yeah. And um, but I presume, and that sounds like you know, even today, that's a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's um, it's more than ninety nine percent of. Kiwis earn a, earn a year or, you yeah. know, probably in two or three years. Um, but, but like, I imagine what also is true is you've got these hangers on and that half a million dollars goes quite quickly. Mm. Is that yeah. fair or? Uh, not not in my case. Did you come out with money? I mean, I'm not saying gajillions, but did you come out, you know, having done well financially? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just um, uh, not compared to the money that the fighters get today, but no. like oh, yeah, I'm being very good with my money, buying buying, on, buying property, and uh, you know, and, and bought my first you know, house for six hundred grand in, 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 in Mount Albert uh, after and it's the worth tour a bit fight. More than that, yeah. Well, I, 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 I sold it and tripled my money, and then you know, bought a couple others. So, so like, yeah, it's just been a bit smarter around with 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 um, my investments. Eh? Oh, fantastic! Because because my sense, you know, of boxes as a generalisation is, is not that it's easy come, easy go, because it's a hard life in some ways, yeah. but like they can make massive money. Yeah. But, you know, you hear these horror stories of guys who made 50 oh, million or something. Massive. And then <laughs> none no of money. it at the end. I mean, yeah. I, I could be wrong about this, yeah. but I think Tyson, right? I think yeah. that's um, the sort of way it is. So we're good on you. And and your businesses, Shane Cameron Fitness and Northcote and Counterpunch, fitness app and i'll see it on your your shoot there give yeah. me tell me about those businesses and how they're going and- yeah so the gym i've had that for for um shane cameron fitness had that for uh, yeah over 10 12 years so that's um that, that was the first starting and then yeah you know, i don't know i'm add and I'm, I'm, so I'm full on so my brain can't focus sometimes so i'm always onto something and then you know i uh, created the boxing brand counterpunch uh so i sell sell i get, get get products manufactured offshore and then then, then sell them um online um, and then, yeah, since, since from, from the lockdown, um, I created a fitness app. So 18 months later from lockdown, the first lockdown that we all had, um, yeah, launched the fitness app called Counterpunch Fitness around, you know, helping people stay in shape, get in shape, uh, lose weight, feel good, and just has, yeah, the, the digital space, you know. So um, from the old farm boy now, I'm, laptops and all these sort of things going on. You know, couldn't <laughs> read or write, fair, dyslexic. but like um, businessman. You're yeah. a long way from being a shepherd Yeah, now. yeah. Um, boxing's sort of trendy now, isn't it? Would you say it's trendy than it's been? I feel like it's quite, you know, you've got all these boxing clubs that have popped up everywhere. And yeah. uh, 
and 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 you know, it's 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 men. Oh. It's, sort of, it's more women, more young people. Is that yeah. sort of what you're seeing? Yeah, or? yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, you totally agree, Simon. It's just like um, yeah, there's there's some other other places set up and. Yeah it's, yeah, it's trendy. It's trendy. It's cool, and it's like the hip place where you're sharing. Oh, I've just trained here. And I'm yeah, phenomenal here. fitness. Yeah, it's, it's so good. It's so good for your fitness because it's um, it's really low impact on your body. You know, it's not like like so CrossFit's pretty hard on your body, but um, you know, so it's like something like boxing. You like um, man, as long as you got sore, don't have sore wrists or any elbows issues, but you, you you're great. You know, it's yeah. just, it's pretty low impact on your body. You know, it's yeah. good fitness for your shoulders, especially for the girls that tones your shoulders up and all that sort of stuff and even for the men too, you know, so. Fantastic. Uh, well, it's, I feel like I might have a heart attack in the first eight minutes, but uh, <laughs> no, it's, you have to consider that. What's being a businessman like? You, 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 does that sit well when I say that? Do you feel like you're a businessman? Because you yeah, are a businessman. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, um, yeah, sometimes I feel like I've, I haven't achieved anything in that way. A lot of the time it's like a, a, that's a fight that that's a fight that I have with me a lot, you know, that I haven't really achieved much, you know, so. Because uh, I used to always think it was quite good, oh, you know, never be content, never be content. But um, but it uh, affects happiness, doesn't it? Yeah, like, it does, oh, yes, you did right. You yeah. did right. It affects. There's happiness. a lot of people who are happy to have done nothing, Shane. Oh, so don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> but you've done a lot more yeah. than nothing. I'm not saying yeah, that, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah thank you. And like, man, it's a challenge. It challenges my head, and my partner just dresses her out because she's just like, oh, man, you've done this, you've done that. I said, yeah, but I still don't think I've done anything. Because I saw it might have been Auburn's Weekly or something. You saying something along the lines of you two. Um, it might not have been quite in these words, but you, you two talk about sort of mental health every day. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And is that because because of what you've just been saying to me? You sit there dissatisfied and you have, you have problems, as you know, with your inner mind sort of game sense or? Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't know I had ADD until I was, I was um, what do you call it, when they find out you've got it, you know, um, a couple diagnosed. of years. Diagnosed, yeah, a yep. couple, couple of years ago. Um and yeah, because I yes, yeah, so, so I'd have big downers. I'd go for like four weeks and just be like, man, I'm just charging through work and getting everything done. And then then I just don't want to get out of bed for like a week. I just don't want to get out of bed, not motivated. And I'm just like, like what's wrong with me? You know. So it was uh, then I, you know, uh, went to the doctors and they diagnosed me with ADD. And then they put me on some Ritalin and and that was alright for like maybe a couple of weeks. And then I started getting angry, you know. And the doctors are like, oh, just take more. I'm like, okay, take more. And I'm like, ah, oh. I was thinking, oh, you know, I had bad thoughts in my head. I just want to, you know, just, just, yeah. So I just, just, just got off all of it and just. And what do you find helps now? What regulates uh, you or keeps you on sleep. the straight and narrow? Sleep. Good sleep. How sleep, many man. hours are we talking sleep. a day? Uh, Good eight and a half hours of sleep or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sometimes like, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Generally, generally I, need, I need my sleep. I need my sleep, man. Like with me, with no sleep, I, I, um, I think we all do. I think these people who pretend that they don't, they're wallies. But um, I I saw a fantastic quote for you uh, from you. Um, I don't know where I found this, but quote: "If you ask me my why, is it why is it would be to show that boxers aren't just dumb boxers." They can be successful in and out of the ring. I don't have an education. I'm dyslexic. I really struggle with my reading and writing. I'm ADD. I'm all over the place. But I can really focus and achieve great things when I put my mind to something. So that's, that's uh, but, you, you know, um, 
yeah, I don't, it's not really a question there, but I mean, I think what I'd say is you're number six in the world, bro. Yeah, you, yeah. um, you know, <laughs> some amazing guys. <laughs> you won a whole lot more than you um, lost, and now you're a successful businessman. Mm, it could mm, be worse. Mm, thank you. And, yeah. uh, you know, and husband and, and father. There was a lot we were going to, uh, other things I was going to talk to you about. Your current training regime, yeah. you know, um, being a celeb on Dancing with the Stars, I think Celebrity <laughs> Treasure Island, all this stuff. Any more celeb sh shows in your future, do you think? I wouldn't say no. You know, it was, it, it was, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do Dancing with the Stars again, though. Man, that's no, so tough. Because I've done one, so or, one or three, but <laughs> I, I, I said no to Dancing How with the Stars. How hard is that, eh? No, I've said no to Dancing with yeah, the Stars. Yeah. It's just because that, for me, would just be an oh. absolute recipe <laughs> for humiliation. Um, what's the future hold, do you think, then? Yeah. Um, uh, future, yeah. More uh, of the same? or more, more of the same, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I've got a couple of goals around where I want to. You know, I'm not from Auckland. You know, I'm not from Auckland. I'm I'm from Gisborne bound, but I, I, won't, I won't go back there. But yeah, I think Auckland's probably just getting a bit too busy for me. You know, but um, but I'm here this time. You know, um, I've got a few plans, but uh, just got to execute those plans. But I've got a few things I need to do prior to for those plans to be able to be, become. That sounds a bit like, you know, you might get back to the farm one day. Nah, no. Nah, not that nah, far. Definitely not. No, nah, definitely not. But somewhere a bit quieter. Yeah, yeah, somewhere a bit quieter. Yeah. East yeah, Coast. Yeah, yeah, head down that way. Even maybe like on the outskirts of Tauranga or something like yep. that because it's my boys down there. Yeah. So close, close to my boy. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Well, it's uh, I was a member of parliament there for a long time. It hasn't got quite as good members of parliament anymore, but, yeah. you know, it's still a nice place. Hey, we're going to wrap up with some questions I ask every guest, um, and we call this section general knowledge. I don't know if you prepared for these. I hope you didn't. <laughs> um, some of them are a bit ridiculous, but uh, we'll see how we go. If you could be somebody else for a day, who do you reckon you'd be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I'm a country boy, and oh, this is quite far away. Uh, Clint Eastwood. Fantastic. Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah. Should he, you know, he's like about, yeah. he must be like 90. 200. Sort of, <laughs> yeah, 208 or something. And his yeah. wife's about 23 or oh, something. Really? Oh, I, know, I don't know that, but I think it's like, anyway, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Way of good story. Yeah. yeah, it's, um. no, fair enough, he's a legend. And yeah. um, what's your most embarrassing moment? Yeah, um, I don't. Yeah, I don't even have. Those. I mean, I presume you don't get stuck in a sort of a boxing ring with your pants down or anything, nah, because nah. the the, 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 the <laughs> Velcro, whatever it is, not the Velcro. What do you call that stuff? The elastic in them is pretty good. Yeah, they're very long. Those it's, boxing shorts. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, my ones were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because I know legs. So you want to cover them up. Right. Yeah. Right. Don't have a big quads. Right. I'm <laughs> just joking. Fantastic. <laughs> um, so no embarrassing moments you can think nah, of? No, nah, no. Nah. Like I was trying to think of it when I was driving here and it was just like um, uh, any, anything when I don't like letting people down. And, and I um, when I first bought the gym, it was just up a side road and we didn't have any staff. It was like I, I, I took the morning class once a week and uh, and I stepped in. I slept in, so like there's about 50 people waiting, <laughs> waiting outside the gym trying to get in, and then ringing my phone, but my phone was on silent, and then I finally got down there, and like, and everyone was gone, and like, I thought, oh my god, yeah. So that's that was. That's, I've I've done it. I've done yeah. that a time or five myself. You know, yeah. it's like just you meant to be somewhere. You know, for me, it was often you know giving a buddy keynote speech or something in front of you know 500 people i'm just it's like i completely forgot about that and i can't go now <laughs> because i haven't got a speech to give them right it's like oh, i'm not that no. good i can't just uh, walk in uh, and sort of right. start talking start, yeah. crap for yeah. 40 minutes yeah. that happened um yeah a number of times in the old career <laughs> anyway so it's sort of similar um if money was no object what are the first three things you'd buy 
funny was that? Or two or three, it doesn't matter. Yeah, 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 exactly. I'd buy, uh, what would I buy? I don't know, I love houses. Yeah, I love houses. Good. I'd just buy like a, a nice house, really nice house. And then I'd buy maybe, a, and then I'd buy an equally nice house for my mum and dad. And, nice. And uh, yeah, that's, that's it. Fantastic. Um, which actor, famous actor, would play you in the movie of your life? <clears throat> Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> well, he's already nah. sort of done that, hasn't he? No, nah, actually, um, yeah, because that I, movie did a lot for all those movies. They they, they, they yeah, really shaped the way I, people think yeah. about boxing, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Any other great boxing movies movies you can think of? That you've sort of uh, not that I can think of. Yeah, uh, they're the big ones. I, I, yeah, yeah. The, they, there are some. Is the Irish Mickey Ward that played? Yeah, I'm not really good with names. I forget my right. I like it. Well, we, you know, Clint Eastwood, Sylvester Stallone, you're doing well. What's, have you got any, I, I always, I would struggle with this, but can you think of any strange traditions in your family, anything your family does that's a bit out of the ordinary? Um, well, I, 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 yeah. So my, my daughter lives in Palmerston North and my son's in Tauranga. So when they fly up, yeah, I've just sort of created the tradition just because I don't, you know, I don't eat junk food really, but we go to McDonald's nice. at the airport, go to McDonald's and then I nice. catch up with them and then they know, they know, are we going to McDonald's? When they pick them up, they go, Are you hungry? They go, Yeah, we're going to McDonald's. Like, yeah, we're going to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> so we go over the same McDonald's every time we sit there, and then I might have something or I don't, and they just they just pick out. Oh, there's nothing, nothing wrong with once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, oh, no, uh, mate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, absolutely. And, and if you could choose to stop aging at any age, yeah. what do you reckon you'd choose? Oh, mate, I, I, when I seen that, I was, it's got to be now. Yeah. yeah. How do you like about 40, 40, 46. 46. Yeah, yeah. you're a year younger than me. Yeah. In somewhat better shape, but we won't <laughs> go there. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey, Shane, it has been yeah, absolutely awesome having you on, man. We really have appreciated it. You've been listening to Generally Famous Stuff Podcast. There's a new episode every Wednesday. You can listen to them all at stuff.co.nz slash generallyfamous or wherever you get your podcasts. In fact, if you follow us on Apple or Spotify, any of the podcast apps, you'll get to the latest episode automatically. Sounds good, right? Thanks to my producers, Chris Reed and Jen Black, and audio editor, John Rapihart. I'm Simon Bridges. I really appreciate you listening. If you like this podcast, please support our work. Visit stuff.co.nz support. If you don't have time to read the in-depth stories or you just prefer to listen instead, The Long Read From Stuff is the podcast for you. Each week we showcase one of our excellent pieces of journalism, telling important or entertaining stories from the world of crime, sport, history, culture and more. You also get to hear from the journalists themselves about how they uncovered the story and how it came to life. So for your weekly dose of long-form journalism, beautifully read, subscribe to The Long Read From Stuff wherever you get your podcasts.